Today is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your Weather Command forecast. First off, we've got an air quality alert. This alert is in effect until further notice for the entire state. An air quality alert means that particulates have been trending upwards and that an exceedance of the 24-hour National Ambient Air Quality Standard has occurred or may occur in the near future. As of 11 a.m., particulate levels in Cut Bank, Great Falls, Lewistown, and Haver were unhealthy for sensitive groups, while in Malta, the air quality was moderate. When air quality is unhealthy for sensitive groups, state and local health officials recommend people with respiratory or heart disease, the elderly, and children should limit prolonged exertion. When air quality is moderate, state and local health officials recommend unusually sensitive people should consider reducing prolonged or heavy exertion. If you'd like more information, visit the Montana Department of Environmental Quality at todaysair.mt.gov. Once again, an air quality alert in effect until further notice. This is for the entire state. For the rest of your Wednesday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms haze through the day. Some thunderstorms may produce gusty winds. Highs 90 to 95, west winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of thunderstorms in the evening and haze through the night. Some thunderstorms may produce gusty winds in the evening, lows 55 to 60, northeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, sunny and hazy, highs 90 to 95, north winds 5 to 10 miles an hour, shifting to southeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour in the afternoon. Thursday night, partly cloudy in the evening, then mostly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms after midnight. Haze through the night, some thunderstorms may produce gusty winds after midnight, lows 60 to 65, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Friday, mostly cloudy, slight chance of rain showers in the morning, then a chance of rain showers and a slight chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Some thunderstorms may produce gusty winds. Highs 85 to 90, south winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour in the afternoon. 50% chance of rain. Friday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, lows around 60. Saturday and Saturday night, breezy and partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers, highs 85 to 90, lows 55 to 60. Sunday, not as warm and mostly cloudy. 30% chance of rain showers, highs around 75. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain showers, lows around 50. Monday, mostly cloudy, 30% chance of rain showers, highs 70 to 75. Monday night and Tuesday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers, lows around 50, highs 75 to 80. The Phillips County 4-H Fair has a full schedule of events this week. Phillips County MSU Extension Agent Marco Manukian says numerous events are set for this Thursday through Sunday. There will also be exhibits on display that were created by the 4-H kids. They get to graduate after 12 years old, they're able to take a beef exhibit. And so that's kind of grown steadily from a low of 20 per head. Now we're up to that 38 uh, mark now. The livestock auction is set for Saturday at 9 a.m. People can participate in person at the fairgrounds or virtually through Frontier Live Sale. Last year, all we had was a video of the kids. There were no in-person exhibits, and then there was bidding online. This year, we will still have the online option, but it will be a live sale. The kids will be present, and there will be buyers there present to bid on them as well. For a complete 4-H fair schedule, check out phillipscountyfair.com. 
The Hill County Park Board convened Monday evening for their regular monthly meeting. The board announced that at their next monthly meeting, they will be voting on whether to approve the draft beaver management document that was crafted by the Rules and Regulations Committee. The draft calls trapping of beavers a necessary management tool that can be utilized at the superintendent's discretion, but adds that alternative methods of management can be utilized with the approval of the park board. Before the meeting adjourned, the board urged people to avoid parking their vehicles on grassy areas of the park, as that presents a fire danger, especially during the ongoing drought. The next Park Board meeting is scheduled for Monday, September 13th. For more on the meeting, visit HighlineToday.com. The Haver City Council convened Monday evening and ratified the collective bargaining agreement with Public Works, which runs through June of 2023. Also approved was a resolution signifying the intent to cancel unopposed municipal elections scheduled for November 2nd. The only contested races for Ward 4 of City Council. Mail-in ballots will be sent to registered voters in Ward 4. In all other races, if there are no declared write-in candidates by the August 30th deadline, those races will be canceled and the candidates that have filed will be declared the winner by acclamation. In addition, the Council approved the submission of an infrastructure planning grant application to the Montana Coal Endowment Program to fund a preliminary engineering report for water and sewer projects for Haver. The next City Council meeting is scheduled for August 16th. Following the City Council meeting, the Haver Ordinance Committee convened to discuss their options when it comes to abandoned buildings in town. Alderman Andrew Brecky brought copies of the City of Billings Ordinance related to abandoned structures, which gives the Code Enforcement Officer, which in Haver's case would be Public Works, the authority to issue $500 civil penalties to the owners of buildings that are deemed abandoned. What constitutes an abandoned structure remains up for debate. Brecky says his main concern is health and sanitation, adding that he does not want the city to be liable if people were to suffer serious injuries in abandoned buildings. A draft ordinance is expected to be provided at that August 16th City Council meeting. After that, a public hearing will be scheduled, with the draft potentially being adjusted based off of public comment. Ordinances must be approved twice by the City Council in order to be enacted. Taking a look at local COVID-19 updates for today, We'll start with Hill County, which yesterday reported two new COVID cases and no recoveries. Total case count for Hill County, 2078, with 21 active, non-hospitalized, 2011 recoveries, 46 deaths. Over in Blaine County, they reported no new COVID cases yesterday and five recoveries. Total case count, 879, six active, 849 recoveries, 24 deaths. And we also got an update yesterday from Phillips County, their health department, says that on Tuesday, they reported three new COVID cases and no recoveries, with interviews and contact tracing completed. Total case count for Phillips County, 542, six active, non-hospitalized, 517 recoveries, 17 deaths. Turning to state news, we'll take a look at today's daily COVID case update, as the state of Montana today reported... 296 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 117,328, active case count 1,695, active hospitalizations 125, death toll 1,718. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone 53, Gallatin 38, Flathead 37, Missoula 31, Lewis and Clark 29, Cascade 21, Deer Lodge 10, Lincoln 9. This comes after the state reported 402 new COVID cases in their Tuesday update, which was the most in a single day since January 14th. And taking a look at the vaccine update for today, total COVID-19 vaccine doses administered, 899,217 with 444,705 Montanans fully immunized, representing 48% of the eligible population. 
Two Montana men have been arraigned on charges in connection with a scheme to defraud a bank of approximately $1 million in Paycheck Protection Program loans and to use those funds for their personal benefit, including buying property and vehicles. Trevor Jean McLeod, 48 of Laurel, and Casey Jones Wilson, 29 of Helena, each pleaded not guilty to an indictment, charging them with bank fraud and with engaging in monetary transactions in property derived from specified unlawful activity. If convicted of the most serious crime, the defendants face maximum 30 years in prison, a quarter million dollar fine, and three years of supervised release. Both defendants were released pending further proceedings. The government alleged in court documents that from April to December of 2020, the defendants applied for and received PPP loans totaling over $1 million through Valley Bank of Helena on behalf of four business entities. In the applications, the defendants made numerous false statements about having paid payroll taxes and having employees. The defendants spent the funds on personal expenses for their private benefit. If convicted, the defendants faced the forfeiture of property related to the crimes, including property in East Helena, four vehicles, and a travel trailer. The PPP program, which is part of the Federal Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, provided emergency assistance to small businesses for job retention and certain other expenses. The case was investigated by the IRS Criminal Investigation Unit and the FBI, with assistance from the U.S. Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration and the U.S. Secret Service. Governor Greg Gianforte has been provided with a briefing on wildland fires from state officials and has released a summary to the public. As of Tuesday morning, there are 24 large fires in Montana. This calendar year, there have been over 1,800 fire starts in the state, which have burned over 482,000 acres. 260,000 acres have burned since July 26th alone. Approximately 38 residences have been lost in fires this year, and 600 people are currently displaced from their homes due to evacuation orders on nine fires. The top priority in the state remains the Boulder 2700 fire along the edge of the Flathead River. This fire has destroyed around 20 homes northeast of Polson and remains at 1,400 acres with no containment. The Montana State News Bureau reports that an investigation is underway after inmates at a Shelby prison allegedly assaulted three staff members Friday. The Department of Corrections is conducting the investigation and will refer any potential charges to the state attorney general. Core Civic, which operates the private prison, says that the inmates have been identified and the staff members have been released from the hospital. The prison had been in the midst of a water shortage due to low levels at a local reservoir, but Core Civic says the issue has since been rectified. The Stillwater County News reports that a pair of county residents have failed in a legal effort in state district court to reclaim more than 450 cattle that were seized by the county, resulting in pending felony animal cruelty charges. Jack Frank Myers and his father, William Myers, filed the unsuccessful motion. Jack Myers is facing three counts of animal cruelty. District Judge Olivia Rieger also ordered the defense to pay for costs the county is facing in caring for the confiscated cattle. This is approximately $21,000 a month. Rieger says that based on the condition of the animals when they were seized, the defense is unable to properly care for them. And now taking a look at those wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel, Hill County, winter wheat $6.49, spring wheat $8.59, Blaine County, winter wheat $6.39, spring wheat $8.54, Liberty County, winter wheat $6.54, spring wheat $8.59, Shoto County, winter wheat $6.49, spring wheat $8.59, and Phillips County, winter wheat $6.34, spring wheat $8.49. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. George Theodore Molina, 55, passed away at his home on August 3rd of natural causes. Wake services will begin at 4 p.m. today, that's Wednesday, August 4th, at Our Savior's Lutheran Church in Rocky Boy, and will continue until his funeral service at 11 a.m. Friday, August 6th. Burial to follow at the Molina Family Cemetery. 
Holland and Monine Funeral Home has been entrusted with arrangements. And that does it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, stay safe out on those roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.